It's Typo Waffle Time! Welcome to Typo Waffle. With Troy and Steve. Where we do two takes at trying to start a podcast. Yes, and then once we've got that, we waffle about Tefl. Okay, so today we're going to be waffling about the lesson that you teach that the students have already studied, but they haven't studied that thing, and aren't they supposed to already know that thing, but you've got to teach this thing, and uh, it's that classroom, uh, sorry, uh, staff room discussion, where... uh, Weren't you supposed to already know these words from yesterday? Okay, so Didn't this is... Bob teach you this? Uh, in this scenario, this is a teacher who walks into a classroom where another teacher has taught something. Yeah. And clearly they haven't learned it. Well, maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. But the, this teacher perceives that they've not learned this thing, whatever okay. that thing is. Mm. Or that they don't have... Sometimes it's they don't have the background knowledge that they need for today's subject. All right. You've heard this staff room discussion? I have, actually, yes. Um, so, as an example, I worked at a school in Singapore where the students studied four hours a day. Yeah. And one teacher taught two hours, and then this, the next teacher taught the second two hours. And the lessons were sequential so that lesson number 41 was needed for students to study lesson number 42, for example. So, in the morning, they study the names of all the furniture in their house, and then in the afternoon, they're doing the prepositions of place to say where the furniture is. Yeah, and and this conversation was usually, my lesson flopped, and it was because you didn't prepare the students properly using for this language, something like that. Yes, that's the staff room discussion I've heard quite a bit. All right. Okay, well... The staff room discussion is one thing, but the other thing is the teacher making an accusation of, well, why don't you know this? Yeah. Um, Which is my my instinctive pet peeve is always, if a teacher's blaming the student, the teacher's automatically wrong. I don't care what it is. If you default to it's the student's fault, then you're in the wrong. So you go in and say, my students are so dumb, or my students are so lazy, or my students are so unmotivated, or, or, or. <laughs> I go, well, aren't you their teacher? Isn't it your job to make them smart, knowledgeable, motivated, interested, keen, and Englishified? <laughs> Englishified? Okay, like languageized. Okay, well, yes, I agree with you. I mean, any teacher who says the students are stupid or lazy or is is out of line because students are not any of those things and all of those things all at the same time depending on the context that they're in and And the the time of day the day of the week and the teacher who's in the classroom and particularly the teacher yeah yeah so um a teacher who engenders laziness will engender laziness yeah and notice every aspect of perceived laziness in their students well yes and see one student with their head on their chin at the back of the class and go, see, everybody's lazy in this class. Yeah. Um, where in actual fact, the student was just tired. Or bored. Anyway. Yes. The, okay, let's, let's break this down. So the first issue that I see is the sequentiality of learning. Yeah. Okay, so I taught you this yesterday, therefore you should know it today. Yes. 
And um, I'm going to use what we studied yesterday as the basis of my lesson today. Right. We, now, that, that thing I don't have a problem with. This, this idea that I taught this to you yesterday, <clears throat> so I'm going to use that as a basis for today's lesson. But there's a problem with the sequentiality of, of learning. And I'm going to close the curtains. <laughs> Non-metaphorically. <laughs> that was the sound of curtains being closed. Metaphorically. <laughs> Um, learning doesn't happen sequentially well I mean teaching happens sequentially but learning doesn't necessarily happen sequentially so we don't go from not knowing something to knowing something we go from knowing something to knowing some of it yeah we go from not knowing it at oh, all sorry, yeah. huh? to uh, yeah maybe to to oh yeah that thing what was that again yeah it's a slow build up well and also there's a difference between knowing something and being able to use that something yes the whole active passive knowledge thing right so I I know furniture um, but being able to talk about the furniture in my room at home needs a completely different I don't know skill set so I mean yeah passive somebody says chair and I know it but when somebody says, what's that thing? You go, um, um, what's that I word? did learn that before. Yeah. What was it again? That's exactly yeah. right. You have to click your fingers like that too. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Mentally. <laughs> well, and physically. All right. So there's there's that problem. Um, and okay. So let's just, we've got this first problem. Let's tackle this one. Uh, so I'm teaching prepositions of place, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the context is describing the layout of your bedroom but they don't know the names of the furniture in the bedroom, so I can't teach my lesson, right? It's all a big disaster. Well, yes, and it's not just that. They've also forgotten the prepositions of place. Well, they don't know those yet. Oh, is that what you're teaching? I'm teaching in that today, but they're supposed to already know what a bed and a chair is. Yeah, so that means that your lesson is a mess. I I mean, my answer is... my feeling is that there needs to be a lot of review anyway. Yeah. My experience my, with learning learning languages is I forget 90% of the words I learn. Until they come up again. Six times again. Yeah. Uh, I need to hear them again and again. And, and really, that the repetition of something, if, if it's not repeated, uh, it's it just, gone. Yeah. Just, just dies. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long it's taken me. I've been in Thailand forever. And I still keep forgetting the word socks. Oh. It just won't stay in my head. Every now and then it comes out when I want it to, but more often than not I go... Yeah, so as you say that, I'm thinking, I know socks and now I can't remember what it is. And strangely enough, now that I'm saying that, I can remember socks, which is odd. Okay, my answer to this is, well, you're the teacher. Your job was to teach the students to describe the bedroom, and part of describing a bedroom is furniture, so that has to be part of your lesson. I accept the fact that uh, you've got to teach prepositions of place today, and that has to be your focus, but if the premise of your, your lesson is describing the layout of your bedroom, you've got to begin with your bedroom. Go in and review the vocab. Yes. Okay, start, which, which segues nicely into what I would see as the second part of this problem, yep. um, which is no learning takes place without the activation of existing knowledge. Yeah. You can't walk into a, a room full of students of any sort and teach an, 
a topic which has no relevance to anything that they just uh, yeah. just just a, uh, there's no such thing as tabula rasa. So, um, even students who are pretty good at something, if you're going to teach them something completely new, need to le- link what they're learning to something that they previously have learnt or yeah. or might have learnt, or so, can relate to, or can, or relate can to, visualize. Yeah. So there needs to be some contextualization. So if you're going to teach prepositions of place, you've got to contextualize that somehow and how best to contextualize it with a picture of a room with furniture and then that brings you into review and let's yeah. go over this language again and um, and if you don't do that then the the new language is not going to link well with with anything okay. and it's going to be lost um, and that that background knowledge accessing the students background knowledge is is crucial okay now the other issue I have with this oh there's a third issue have we done two already? Uh, yeah. So okay. the first one was... Sequentiality? Sequentiality. The second one was building on a schema. Okay. All right. So the other one I have with this is um, the teacher, I think, is largely presupposing that they don't know. The teacher doesn't know they don't know. The teacher has just gone, they don't know it. Do you know prepositions of place? Huh? See, they don't know it because they said, huh? So it's the it's often the way that the teacher is trying to find out about the student's knowledge, because if I went in and said to them, "Ah, oh, guys, I've lost my pen. Can anyone see my pen?" and my pen is bright yellow and very prominently sticking out of the breast pocket of my shirt, someone's going to go, "It's right there," and I go, "Where?" and they go, "In your shirt," and maybe they don't know pocket. Fine, but they still said in. Mm. So. Walking into a class and saying, do you know something, is going to get one of two answers. Yes, but I don't know if they do or not, or no, and I don't know if they don't or not. Mm. That, that's a, an assumption on the teacher's part that the students are learning the labels of the lesson aims in the book. Yeah, so I've got content. a little story about this. In psychology, there's this thing that... I've heard about, and when somebody says to me, hey, have you heard of, I don't know, because it's got a technical name, but it's something about when you have a reference to something, you start seeing that reference all over the show. So we we talk about green dung beetles, and then for the rest of the day, you see seven stories about dung beetles. and Yeah. So somebody says to me, hey, do you know what the Bader-Meinhof effect is? And I go, no. no. And then they go, oh, so it's this thing that, and then... And then you go, oh, yeah, I do know that. I do, yeah, that's right. So the label, the technical label and the actual thing, sometimes... Not knowing what it's called does not mean you don't know it. So a student, a teacher saying, hey, do you know what prepositions of place Uh. are, is... Um. <laughs> <laughs> and what form of the verb to be to use in the question? <laughs> and the students go, huh? Um, doesn't actually mean it, yeah, as you say. Yeah. Now, I've experienced this the opposite way as well, where I've said to the students, uh, so, um, what, uh, what type of questions are these? And they go, uh, WH interrogative embedded question form. And you go, wow. But it turns out they have no idea how to use it, when to use it, why to use it, or what it means. Well, this is the distinction between studying language as a linguistic field, so learning about language, and then actually learning Learning, it as a communicative. um, So communicative learning, language learning, doesn't need... Lots of labels. Lots of labels, like prepositions of place. mm. So I've, I've had the experience of students knowing what it's called without actually knowing... Like, they know what it is. 
they just don't know why it is or when it is or how it is. But I mean, that's, that. that's the thing with native English speaking teachers when they first start is they speak English very well. But if you say to them, what's the passive, what's the passive form? They don't know. Yeah, of course they, but not. The, the, but they, they do know because they use they it use every it day. The they just don't know that they know. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so we have this, this issue of uh, knowing whether or not your students know it is not as simple as saying, do you know it? You, you've got to actually... You've got to see if they know it, not have them tell you that they do or do not. All right, and then there's the fourth area, which, <laughs> which is uh, something you've actually already mentioned, is if a teacher walks out of a classroom and says those students are... Stupid, pejorative. Lazy, yeah, whatever. Um, whatever. Um, they are... The, the teacher is abdicating from their responsibility of doing their job by saying it's the student's fault. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I had a, a situation very recently where a student was being very, very cheeky and disrespectful in school. Okay. <clears throat> and to the teachers or to their peers? To everybody, or? to pa- peers, to a problem, problem child in, okay. in a sort of traditional set. Anyway, one of the teachers had a, a run-in with this child. Um, the child called the teacher a bitch or something. Yeah. yeah. She took massive okay, umbrage of it, yeah. yeah, and... and Demanded that the student be kicked out of the school and write an apology letter and... Yeah, and, and so the head teacher called them parenting. So yeah. the mother came in, all everybody sat down, this was brought put on the table, the child sat sulkily in the corner, yeah. um, and then... At the end of the meeting, um, the mother went to the school principal and complained about the, the fact that the, she'd been called in. Did she complain about the teacher? No, she no. just complained about the... And the principal then came to me and said, look, the mother also doesn't know how to handle this child. And she's asked, why does she have to fix the teacher's problem when she's got the same problem at home? Home, Can't we just yeah. sort it out somehow? Yeah, um, I mean, if you, if you look at this... From the other perspective, imagine the parent going to the school and complaining that her son misbehaves after school, and why are the teachers not you know, not embedding this attitude in her <laughs> darling son? Right. And if you look at it from that perspective, she's right. Yeah. Um, and so the 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 thing is, what the teacher needs to do is, okay, well, I'm having this problem in this classroom with this child right now. Let me deal with it. Yeah. Um, not go and say, all right, well, I'm going to blame the mother and I need also... So, by extension, and a very long analogy, yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm having a problem with students being lazy, it's not because the previous teacher or because the students are inherently... Energy okay, well, let's say let's stick to our context. The the issue we're having with the students is that the previous teacher didn't teach them, and so we're I'm going to teach them. But in this case, at least the teacher isn't blaming the students; it's blaming the previous teacher. I mean, that's a it's still not right. <laughs> no, but at least but, it's a, but the, the, a step the, away. The conversation's going to happen like this. I'm going to okay. Let's you and me. I'm yep. going to come to you and say, "Hey, you didn't teach them properly." Yep. And you're going to go. I, I didn't teach them what? The thing that you were supposed to teach them in unit in unit 32, which was furniture. And oh, I couldn't... The furniture? Yeah, we did that this morning. It was great. We had like seven different activities and we had to do this thing where we... Okay, and I go so now, now because I'm, a I'm, I'm blaming you. you. You say, no, I've done it. And we're both going to come to the, the 
conclusion, point, conclusion that, that the students have not, it's the students' fault somehow. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to come to the conclusion that, well, Steve's a crap teacher. No, well, you are. No, but I mean, in, in, a, in a fairly typical uh, Okay, so the, what ends up happening is that both the teachers agree that the students did study it, but they forgot it, didn't pay attention, didn't care, forgot to do their homework, didn't take any notes, whatever. And and so ultimately it's going to be the students that are going to be... At fault. Yeah. In, in our minds anyway. Right. Unless, of course, I particularly don't like you and then I'm just going to go, oh, whatever. You just... A but lazy teacher. And unless I particularly don't like you, in which case I'm going to go, well, Steve's a horrible teacher. Yeah. Um... And in that case, probably I wouldn't have confronted you in any case. I'd just sit at my desk and go, that stupid flippin' Troy. Yeah. Mm. Now, um, I, I work with a teacher who does this sometimes. And his argument is uh, some teachers don't follow the book. Ah, I oh, know, a new problem. I know that if, if you've taught them in the morning when I come in the afternoon I've got to cover everything that you were supposed to cover in the morning so that I can do what I need to do in the afternoon and he's said this a few times to me and I've had the discussion I mean it is a discussion at least but I've had the discussion about yeah well I covered this and I did that and yada yada Uh, and then one time I walked into the class and surreptitiously as part of something else said to the students didn't you study this yesterday? And they went, um, I don't know, I can't remember. Now, I, it wasn't a blaming thing. It was, I was deliberately asking the question that they were getting asked, and the answer was, I don't know, I, I can't remember. And I, I generally don't think that was either the teacher or the student's fault. I think that asking the students, giving the students a memory test on a particular lesson is just unfair. Yeah. Because if you tested me on what I what paper I read yesterday, or what I'm, you had for lunch yesterday. Yeah. I but mean, yeah. yeah, you you'd actively have to search through your memory banks to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the answer is shut the hell up and go do your job. Okay. Well, there is another problem there, and that is following the book. Okay. So, there's this problem that teachers think the book is English. Yeah. And, and the students think so too. Yeah. So, chapter two has to be done before chapter three, yes. and chapter three has to be done before chapter four. And if you skip out page 37, you're stealing some language from the students. You're stealing and something. There's a possibility that you're stealing something from their test. Because uh, yes. on page 33, uh, the word nudiestertion came up, and that's going to be on the test later on. So you didn't cover the word nudistertion because you looked at it and went, that I don't even know what that word means. Why would I ever teach that <laughs> what word? What the hell is a nudistertion? Nudistertion is... Is it a kind of sea creature? No, nudistertion is a time reference. I think it means the day before yesterday. You're kidding. I think that's... The that's so random. It was the first random word that popped into my head. <laughs> Needed a really obscure word. Yeah, it's the day before yesterday. No, the day before yesterday is your stream. No, that's the night before today. Last night is Yestreen, and Nudiestotion is the day before. Yes. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you studied page 37, because uh, clearly I didn't. And that's, that was on the test. Right. And you studied with teacher Frank, and he skipped that page, because he looked at it and went... Pfft. And I studied with teacher Bob, 
and he yeah. didn't skip it. But you see, the thing is that we, we, we're coming at this from different philosophical perspectives. Am I teaching students English because I want them to speak English, or am I teaching them English so that they can pass the test, or am I just going through the book because that's my job? Um, mm, yeah. And um, if, if I don't know what to do with my class and I don't know what to do with my students, I'm just going to go from page to page in the book. Yeah. And then I'm going to get to page 42 and go, oh, man, I've, r- I've run out of time. I can't finish the book and get all stressed out because the book is actually more important than the students. Yeah. Um, no, well, then this issue then becomes, what about, what about the test? If the argument was you didn't, you're not using the book, you didn't cover page thirty-seven of the book, so I had to go back and cover page thirty-seven of the book because if I don't, it's unfair for the students because page thirty-seven is on the test. Right. So I need to I need to find out is this test a test of the book or is it a test of English? <laughs> because well, that, unfortunately. That might... Quite often it's a test of the book. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it, if the book has past tense and there's past tense in the test, I don't need to teach the book... At all. At all. I, I just need to teach past tense yeah. or an, and, and make sure that the students can convert sentences or write a story or tell a story or whatever, and they're going to get... But if that particular sequence of um, of lexical items is is going to be tested exactly as it is in the book, well then, yes. Then yeah. I'm not actually teaching English. I'm just doing test preparation. Yeah. Now, I mean, this, uh, you didn't cover the book thing. I've come at it from a different angle. So I've gone to class, and instead of saying to the students, didn't you study this? I've gone to class and gone, here's the sentence, and wait, how do we make that sentence? And they can. So if I don't ask them, if I get them to demonstrate their knowledge to me, they can demonstrate it which is evidence that actually they did study it and they do know Well, it. to me, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I, if, if you want anybody to do something like speak English or fly a plane, the best way to check is for them to do I, it. I hope we got the fly the plane one. Well, well, yeah, let's get in the plane. I want to know if you can fly it no, but, but they've, got, they've got those little simulator things. They can get into one of those. <laughs> okay. Right, but uh, okay. Let's let's stay on the ground. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's ride a bicycle. Let's ride a bicycle. Okay. okay. So yes, it is more practical to say to the the person, show me, show me, than tell me. Because yes. if I ask you to tell me how you ride a bicycle, no, yeah, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, and also in that way, I'm, I don't have to go to you and say, show me that you can ride a bicycle. I need to know. Instead, I can say, oh, hey, but do, you, do you want to come down to the, the, the shop and buy a cup of coffee? I have, I have a story about this. You know, um, how many parents I've had in the past who have come to me and said, my child can't speak English. I tested them, and they can't speak. And um, I call the child over and I ask them a question in English, and the child answers. And what's happened is the, the parent has gone home and said, speak English, show me. And, <laughs> and the, student the goes, child goes, what? I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is evaluation versus productivity. I don't know. I suppose it's... Uh, well, let's use the teaching metaphor. It's evaluation versus observation. Mm. You're trying to do an examination of whether the students know it or not rather than observing whether or not they... They, they can do it. They can do it. Yeah. So well, I, I'm pretty against this whole... the whole basic premise of this. You didn't cover it. It's yeah, but I, but I still come back to the thing is that, that that teacher's just trying to abdicate from his responsibility of doing his job. I, I had a crap lesson. I don't want to take responsibility for that 
fact. So I'm looking for a scapegoat. Oh, Troy, you... Um, I've seen it the other way as well. The, uh, I, I'm, I'm the much better teacher, and I'm going to prove that by saying to the students, oh, yeah, Troy should have really should have covered this. Let me cover it with you, because I'm the good teacher. And then going to the staff room and, and touting that you're trying to espouse it from the rooftops. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's harmless self-esteem building. I don't think it is. I don't think it's fair for the students. What, saying, saying that... Troy really should have covered that. So, oh, oh, and well. he didn't, so I'm going to have to fix it for you. Mm. And I see teachers do take that into the class sometimes. I think this is a whole new podcast topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think... At the end of the day, I, I think a teacher's job is to teach. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. So go teach. Well, I don't know. A teacher's job is to instill learning. Okay. A teacher's job is to fulfill fill and facilitate the acquisition of applicable language knowledge amongst their given target pupi. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think pupi is the singular pupae. A language teacher's job is to do that, yes. All right. So, go do your job, man. Wait, wait. It's a word from our sponsors. Ooh. Yeah. And today's sponsor is... Um, uh, today's sponsor is Hitachi Air Conditioners. Oh, really? Yep. Um, yeah. Because it's cold in a Hitachi Air Conditioner. Okay. And it's great to have them in the classroom. I'll tell you what, when you're working hard and you're running around and checking students' work, and it's hot, steamy work, and you can start yep. getting pretty sweaty. Uh, I'm, yeah, and a bit uh, whiffy mm. as well. But put an Hitachi Air Conditioner into your classroom and, well, you don't have to put it there. School can put it in for you. Okay, uh, and also, if you are in a very lucky scenario and you actually have control over the temperature, you can play a trick, which I like to do quite a bit, which is either... With the air conditioner? Yeah. Is it a Hitachi? uh, Insert brand name of the school's choosing given who they gave the contract to, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, Well, let's call it Hitachi because they are sponsors. Uh, okay, so Hitachi, mm. who not actually the people who put the air conditioner in that I use, but anyway, uh, if you have the late afternoon class or my big favourite, the, the just before lunch or just after lunch class, and you have control, sneak in there and drop the aircon down about four points. So if it's set on 24, put it on 20. Ooh. And watch, watch your students actually wake up. Uh, conversely, if you walk in and realize that the room is quite warm, notice your students. Uh, warm rooms do tend to make more lethargic students, uh, in contrast. So they're used to it being cool, and now it's warm. Right, so if... <coughs> final word here. If your students... If you find that your students didn't learn the previous teacher's work very well, set the air conditioner lower, and their brains will perk up. And then... Do your job, man. (laughs) Careful Waffle is proudly brought to you by non-stop wafflers, Tor and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tofuwaffle at gmail.com or visit www.tofuwaffle.com.